So, what can be said about marriage and parenting? Um, a lot. Marriage and parenting may be one or two of the hardest things you've ever done, but we believe that they are so worth it through every season and stage. Whether you're married with kids or without, we've got your back. Hi there. We're Nate and Kate Godfrey. We've been married for 17 and a half years and have two daughters, Trinity and Sydney. We've also been house parents at a boarding school for over 11 and a half years, raising children from across the country of all different ages, races, cultures, religions, backgrounds, all while raising our own crazy kids. We know that marriage and parenting can be hard. Mm -hmm. They can be exhausting, and we know that sometimes you may want to take the nearest exit from one or both. But marriage and parenting can also be so incredibly amazing and easily worth your effort, even during the fights and sleep-deprived moments. We believe in putting your marriage and family first, and this podcast was created with you in mind. We want you to know that we see you, we hear you, and we get the struggles you're going through. Believe me, we do. We may have not had all of the same struggles or experiences, but we do have a ton of marriage and parenting experience to share and hope that you will follow along with us as we share that experience through stories, tips, and advice with lots of humor. We want you to feel empowered and encouraged on your marriage and parenting journeys, and we'll join you because the learning doesn't stop. No, it doesn't. So whether you're a single parent, divorced, or widowed, and whether you're a biological, foster, adoptive parents, or parents of children with special needs, we want you to know that we're here for you, and you are possibly here for them. Join us each week as we realistically and authentically share who we are and what we've learned with you to make both your marriage and parenting experiences the best that they can be. We'll also be sharing weekly bonus episodes of interviews with others who share their parenting and marriage journeys with some advice thrown in along the way. Welcome to Authenticate and Nate. We, we are, are so glad, glad you're, you're here. here. Happy Monday, friends. Hello. We are back with another episode for you, and this is one of our last Mondays in May. I can't believe how quickly spring has gone, and I can't believe that summer is literally right around the corner. I think we have less than a month to go before it's officially summertime here. Hmm. Yeah. And we are uh, we're off this coming weekend for Memorial Day, which we are really looking forward to. It's one of those few moments in our schedule where we're off for a full weekend, Friday all the way through Saturday, Sunday, and we come back to work on Monday. So that is a bright spot at the end of our week. And our girls have off school on Friday as well as on Monday. So that'll be some good family time that I know I'm looking forward to. How about you, Nate? Yep, absolutely. And for our 12 days of work and then three days off, for it to fall on a weekend happens very rarely. And so for it to be on a Memorial Day weekend is even rarer still. So we're happy to to be hanging out with some friends of ours and I'm sure we'll be grilling and eating and biking and so on and so forth. All the things, yes. Yeah. And if you feel so inclined, let us know what you're doing this weekend for Memorial Day. You can shoot an email or drop a line on Instagram. But yeah, so that's what we're doing. And um, so today's topic is um, celebrating and finding, I guess you could say, your oneness, well, your individuality, and then also celebrating your oneness in your marriage, I think. Well, I don't know how many, but I think many people um, may struggle, especially maybe newly married couples may struggle um, when they get married to kind of get their footing in, in terms of, you know, maybe their roles as husband and wife, but also finding their own place because now it's not just two single people, you know, hanging out with their friends and doing their own thing with their friends. They're together now. So what do they like to do on their own and what do they like to do together? And I think that can be a fun little balancing act and, um, can take some time to find sometimes, I think, for some people. But I think we've hit a nice balance within our marriage 
where we do um, like to do things on our own and we do like to do things together and we, we have a blend of that kind of like kind of like a 50-50 split. I don't know. I mean, we live and work together all the time and I think we're good at that. And, um, but we've also, we gotta be, but we also really enjoy spending time with other people on our own or just ourselves on our own or just doing our own hobby by Mm -hmm. ourselves. And then we come together after that and do things together or as a family. Yep. And we are being currently harassed (laughs) or harassed right now by a, uh, it it was a mower last week or we suspected a mower last week. And today is a leaf blower who is harassing us. She's really taking her time. Yeah. Every single sidewalk <laughs> at the slowest pace possible. So if you hear these intervals of RPM, um, you know. <laughs> Cow pop prodding. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> that's what's going on. And uh, I feel like Bill Murray and Caddyshack where I'm like, I'm going to put face paint on and go out and, and create little. I've never seen Diversions that Diversions. You know? Really? I've never seen that. Mm, that's a must watch. And we were talking about, before we jump into our topic today, we were talking about showing the girls Airplane last night, which we did not get to, but uh, give us a shout out if you've seen Airplane. It's been a while for me, but mm. <laughs> probably some parts maybe the girls yeah, well, should not see. We need to fast gonna forward. We're going to fast forward through a few things. It's funny. Yep. It's a good one. It's a good one. There's a few parts during it. My our friend Dan reminded me of a few of those parts. So, Yeah. But it's a great one. Leslie Nielsen. Yes, yes, yes. Classic, classic. So I know that when we first got married, well, our story's a little bit different because you, I always tell people that you left me and they give me a look of shock and awe. But four months after we got married, um, I think I shared this on my solo episode, but for anybody who's joining us, four months after we got married, Nate was deployed to Iraq for 18 months. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. And within 24 hours of leaving you, I got I stayed in a hotel with another woman. Wow. Do you remember that? I do. Yep. <laughs> I'll have to unpack that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, when myself and this other, we were kind of late backfills or later um, replacements, not replacements, but we were joining a, a unit that had already been sent to Mississippi for their pre-training before deployment to Iraq. This is 2005, 2006. Well, 2005, early 2000. Yes. And um, so when I got on the plane in Harrisburg to go to Mississippi, and we had a, a changeover of plane in Florida, I believe, um, there was another lady there who was also from the Pennsylvania National Guard, and we both flew down together. Well, sure enough, we got into Orlando, and it was packed. I don't know what was going on, but... They totally, the army travel agency or whatever, whoever it is that puts that together, had booked us a uh, connection flight that was impossible to get to. And it was really busy time. I think it was a weekend of some sort that was just crazy busy. And so we're left, we're two soldiers in uniform going down to deploy. So it's already like kind of, I don't know, emotional. And we're just, you know, want to get to where we're going. We just left our families. And Sure enough, there is no flight whatsoever, and they're telling us we're going to have to spend the night there, and that became this whole debacle, and we're trying to figure out where we're going to go. So long story short, her, the only option was they rolled a second bed into a hotel room, like almost on location in the airport, and I'm like, this is crazy. I'm, <laughs> I have to report to my wife that the first night away from her newlyweds, and, and I'm spending it in a hotel room with another female. I was cool with it. 
we ended up getting back. Oh gosh, it was a train wreck. But the next day we we got to Camp Shelby, Mississippi, where the joy of training in very humid summer heat began. Mm. Yes. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking maybe some Friday of Authenticate and Nate. I should interview you. I can't talk today. I should interview you on your time, your deployment. Oh. That could be interesting. That could be. Yes. I'm too random, though. I feel like there won't be much focus to... Yes, there will. You have lots of stories to share. True. Yes. So anyway, Nate left me, everyone. And that was a pivotal... There's your word, honey. A pivotal moment in my life where I really had to, um, you know, get to, to know myself and be comfortable being alone. I was beside my mom. Um, so I lived beside her and I had her support and I had the support of our church family. But I had to get comfortable being alone and finding things that I wanted to do on my own and building my own friendships at that time. And so that was, you know... A little difficult for me because we were newly married and we were going to embark and do this thing finally together and then I had to figure it out by myself but I got really comfortable and really good at doing things by myself and I think that's where I really started to embrace and and enjoy being alone which I really still look forward to and as we know from previous episodes I recharge I'm an extrovert and I love hanging out with people but I'm also an introvert and I recharge by being alone and having quiet time and all of that. I have to have that time to reflect and think. And I think that's where I really found that because I had to get really comfortable with that. So I would go to the movies by myself, which I know some people still aren't comfortable doing because they're afraid of people judging them or just whatever. And I was like, this is great. Like, I'm going to go out to eat by myself and then I'm going to go treat myself to a movie. Treat yourself. And it is pretty darn good. And I've gone out on nights out um, by myself you know, the nights that we get, the five hours, I've gone for like martini flights at the local restaurant here and brought a book and just happily sat and read and did my own thing. And it's quite grand, I think. Yeah, well, we work in a, a job where very very few moments are spent not answering questions. Well, yes. Or yes. tending to That's something. That's a good point. And it so, is nice to get away and have the quiet, mm-hmm. to have your own thought. And th- that same way, I'm recharged by hanging out with everyone. People. Yeah, everyone. She knows when I have time to myself because she she re- referenced nights out and once a week we're able to go out. One of us go out and kind of get away from the house or retire. <clears throat> excuse me, retire back to the apartment. We can just chill and do whatever. And um, you usually are. You do do those things where you're getting the flight or going out to eat or reading a book. But a lot of times you just want to retire back to the apartment and be off. Just turned off. Well, and I'll spend time with the girls. Yeah. Usually in the winter I hole up though. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to go anywhere because it's cold. And I don't Mm -hmm. feel like bundling up. And I don't want to deal with, you know, the early onset darkness of 4.35 p.m. It's depressing. And meanwhile, your husband is the complete opposite. Whether it's cold weather or warm weather. You can't help yourself. You if grab I, people off the street to hang if out. If I'm with. not doing something out and about with other people, then it's it's an odd thing. Yes, so. there's times you don't have something planned, and you're like, well, "What am I going to do?" I was like, "You could just hang out with our kids tonight." <laughs> like, I I, get, I could. You always find something, though. I'm you not, always dig somebody up. That sounded a little aimless. I'm not really aimless. I'm not like, "Where do I go? What do I do?" It bothers you though if Bumping you don't have a plan wall. in place. That's because there's we not a live, bunch of people to be with. <laughs> we live where we work. So I want to get away from where we work. And I have done stuff with the girls, but 
recently, and we'll get into this, I'm sure, with pursuing our own joys and stuff like that. But the the group I call them the biker gang, the gang that I ride with, yes, uh, mountain bike with. Um, they meet on Thursday nights. It's part so, of a gang, everyone. That's right. Yeah, our colors are. Well, we don't have colors. <laughs> Dirt, mud that sprays up on us. Yeah, actually, the last Thursday when we when we rode. It was very muddy because of the, some of the rains. And you want to stay off trails like that when it's, when it's too muddy. So we were trying to be careful, but there were just spots where gathered mud and mess. And so I came back looking pretty pretty nasty, but it was also very manly. It was like, yeah, yes. mud all over me. Mm-hmm. felt like a gladiator. And I was like, get in the shower. That's right. Yeah. But uh, anyways, we, we spend that downtime quite differently sometimes. Yes. So what... What is your opinion on people who maybe struggle to to find their individuality or feel comfortable doing their own individual things within marriage? Maybe not opinion on them, but like what are your thoughts on maybe people who struggle with doing that or any advice that you would have? Um, I We are big proponents. I'm a big proponent that, not proponents, believers, I should say, that we truly believe that the two, when you're in a, a quality, good marriage, that you truly commit yourself to each other, that that is for life. Um, not that there's not situations where divorce occurs, and, and, and I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about that commitment we believe is to be taken very seriously. And once that's done, uh, also, if you're um, a, a Christian, you believe that what the Bible talks about, it actually states the two become one. They become one flesh. And so we believe that, and we have seen that play out many, many times in our life or have observed that where there's many things that we have become the same person in many ways. Mm -hmm. And many of us could look back on our parents, our grandparents, and just see some of the ways that they've grown into the same person. Mm -hmm. But, so while we're big believers in that, we also believe that we're individuals, obviously. We We don't lose our identity. There's things that we... They are totally us that are wholly us and we were made for purposes that nobody else can fulfill, for instance. And so there's individuality that shines through even while we're in a a quality, good functioning marriage. And so with that being said, I would say that the people that struggle to exercise that individuality and the, the kind of exploring who they are and their identity I'd say that it is super important. While you will eventually meld together, that you will become part of this unit, this cohesive thing. I, I don't know why, but I always think about the fact that both of us hate some of the same foods and mm-hmm. love some of the same foods. Mm-hmm. And, and we love being in the same places. Yeah. Or like we, our style of um, like decorating in terms of like, not decorating, but like, Houses, like we are attracted to the same type and style of houses, you know, when we're looking, looking at houses or how we decorate, like we're both really into the 60s, mid-century modern right now. And, but we also love, you know, there's a charmed farmhouses and, oh, there's another type that I love. I don't, I kind of love, you don't like this as much actually, but you're like, it's too much white, but the very modern, you know, white backsplash, white kitchen type thing. That's not your thing as much. I just like how clean and 
sleek it looks. The shiplap everything. Shiplap everything, yeah. <laughs> but we like the same style of, you know, furniture and decor and you let me run with my thing and sometimes you'll place something somewhere. I'm like, no, no, you put that right back. Well, our parenting that styles. It doesn't go there. Our we'll, parenting style, our food and, style, like our food, um, what word am I looking for? Palette. The types of food that we like. Yeah. You know, the same, So, but you really love spicy. I definitely still do not. Still holding my own. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Our influencing of each other is going to occur, and it, it ends up that we we kind of get on the same path and move along there, and we learn to love and care for the things that our loved one cares for. And so I think that all of that is natural. Obviously, we don't become the same person, so we have plenty of individuality and likes that the other one will not like. Um, there are certain things that I love that you quite possibly don't like at all. Like and, mountain biking. Right. It terrifies me. You keep trying to be gentle. Be like, you should come sometime. <clears throat> and I'm like, yeah, but then I'll slow everyone down and I'll break my face. Well. So it's not going to happen. The former would be true. The the latter, I probably, possibly, I probably would, though. Maybe I just not. probably would. And I know there's other female mountain bikers out there, and I admire their, their grit. I don't think I'm that tough or skilled. Yeah, there's a, a few ladies that ride in the gang. And they're they're really good bikers. They're fantastic peddlers. They've been doing it for years. I would just slow you down and depress you. I think so. Well, with, with me riding with that group, it's just it's a huge learning time for me. I, I just watch what they do, how they they move, how they they go over um, obstacles or terrain features, and it's just eye opening. It's mm-hmm. really cool to to do something with people who are better than you. Well, and I think it's a testament that you also tried something new with other people as well. And you weren't afraid of that learning curve. And you weren't like, well, I'm not as good as they are. I've never ridden and they've been riding for years. So I probably shouldn't. Like you just dove in and you got yourself literally messy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I flew over the handlebars twice last week. So you don't like to hear those stories, but that's what I did. No, because I'm waiting for you to come back with another broken leg. But last year it was from soccer. I'm just waiting for it to come from, from mountain biking. Hmm. Well, and that never. Hopefully not. Bodes well with our profession when one of us is out. You know. You know what I always say. No. But there's no risk. There's no adventure. Oh. I'm waiting for that to catch on. Oh. There's no risk. There's no adventure. I like that. I think it's true. It is true. Even something as small as going out in the town, if there's not any risk involved, even at a small level. Even at the risk of being embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to be danger as far as bodily to, to turn into an adventure. But if there's no, if you're in your comfort zone, there is very unlikely to be any sort of adventure that occurs mm-hmm. in what you're doing. So, yeah, Break out of live the box. that way. Break out of the box. Yeah, you only but, get one life. Live it. That's right. But we're talking about bodily injury to me through mountain biking. But the point of what we're talking about before that was really taking your own thoughts desire not thoughts but desires and um i don't know passions Mm -hmm. the things that make you you that you want to explore you want to figure out um the interests and and really just grow them and and keep them and i i don't know if it's a a nugget of like advice that i could just give to every person out there that would be how to do that but I'm more talking about the importance of maintaining that and the importance of exploring on your own to not have to be leashed, if you will, to your spouse. I mean, there's some things that we enjoy doing together 
And we know some fantastic couples who really enjoy doing a lot of things together, and that's fantastic. But if you're interested in gardening, you don't necessarily need your spouse to be into it as well. Apparently it, not. It's fun. Apparently not. <laughs> uh, we have an ongoing, can we call it an argument? I don't know if it's an argument. Okay, what would you qualify it as? I don't know. Okay. Well, for pretty much as long as I've been into gardening, which I will admit, I, I get into a lot of things. Yes, he does. And so I'm interested in a lot. I'm boy of wonder. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm jack wide-eyed. of all trades. That's what everybody calls you, the jack of all trades, because you're into lots of different things. Master of and absolutely you're, none. You're pretty good at the majority of the money. Eh, I'm enough to get by. Whatever. No one listens to you. But if I go into the library and just start looking at the self-help area, definitely I could walk out of there with 10 books and I'm very interested in all of them. Yes. And I just I just find it very, very... My curiosities are, are often, I don't know, enticed by whatever it is. And usually it's self-sustainability stuff or adventure or, I don't know, building, making, creating. Well, you started getting into gardening when we still lived in Harrisburg before we came to the school. Mm-hmm. And um, you were into it even when we were in high school. You would take care of the – not when we were in high school. Sorry, when we had the high school girls. I was going to say I was not into it at high school. (laughs) Sorry. When we had the high school girls, you took care of all of the flowers outside. You took pride in that. You took pride in the vegetables that you planted. And, of course, every time we would take vacation when we would be gone for that week or two in vacation, that's when everything sprouted and we come back to everything just – wildly out of control out of control Um, well anybody who gardens knows that there's some point in time where a troll comes into your garden it's insane some sort of growth on your plants and the next day you come out and they're just wildly out of control it in the spring your garden goes from this tidy thing if you're tending it this tiny beautiful lovely little (laughs) controlled controlled garden (gasps) that's just happily growing and can provide pretty fruits to this gnarly ugly massively overgrown I just can't get over it. It's just the summer heat and sun, and and if you get adequate rain, it just explodes. It does. So when we moved here with with the elementary boys, you continued that, and you're always like, you'll mention things. I mean, like, you're going to help. I said, well, I do want to help. I am interested. And you're like, no, you're not. You've never helped. And I said, wait, is that the story? I mean, that's my version. And to be fair, I homeschooled all day for seven years while you would tend to things. Or you'd pick doing gardening. I feel like when you knew I was doing something else, just so you could back up your point. Like, can you do it now? No, I told you I was going to do this. See, you're never going to help. You're not interested. See, we're bringing you to the inside of this mm-hmm, conversation, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. argument. So apparently I hate gardening and I will never do it. And he... Really? He loves it. Because I've never said that. I feel like that's how you feel, though. I believe that you have absolutely no desire to garden. And so... The, the reason I say that is because not a single time we've walked outside along the in, in Gretna at our cottage where I'll do all the landscaping, I'll plant stuff in uh, any garden of somebody else's. Last year I said, babe, do you like what you see here, what I've done? You're like, oh, I haven't noticed. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? You, ha- you Like you haven't even seen it. Not you haven't helped. You haven't even seen it. You haven't noticed it. That's crazy. And so for years, the, the I pull the car up, in the driveway and I go into the house and I don't look. 
for years Sorry. she said, no, I'm very interested in helping you, especially vegetable garden. I, I want to I help you with vegetable gardening. I want to help you with this. I'm like, anytime. But I'm not going to sit around and wait for this perfect opportunity to occur that you're going to help where all the, the, the planets are aligned mm-hmm. and the stars mm-hmm. are. And so I just have to do it. I mean, it has to be planted. And so I've just concluded that you really don't have any interest. And I've told her that's totally fine. I don't think it you is. don't have I to have interest. I think he secretly resents me for but this. But stop saying that you are interested in gardening because yeah. you're not. You didn't even notice the garden. I want to be interested. I want to develop the interest. <laughs> I'm usually so the, inside taking care of everything else. The desire to be interested is there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. I All mean, right. that is step one. You have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm. So true. Let us know if you're interested in gardening or if you'd like to help Nate garden. What? That's a sidebar. If anybody wants to swing on by and help you garden. <laughs> you want to help labor <laughs> in the garden with me? <laughs> hey, some people really might. There's some green thumbs out there. Yeah. Well... Back in the day, I guess probably our early early adulthood, I got into more sustainability and doing things for myself. I I was uh, subscribed to a magazine called Mother Earth News, which is still a phenomenal magazine. Um, And it sounds real... um, Crunchy granola. Crunchy granola, that's right. But it's actually a lot of about self-sustainability and and doing things and independence and maybe having a farm at or even foraging for different foods. So you don't have to forage in the grocery stores when another pandemic hits. That's right. We're going to make our own toilet paper. (laughs) But, uh, you know, beekeeping, I just found it to be very interesting stuff. How to, to, like, improve your compost pile. And all of this stuff was, like, to to be more self-sustainable and that independence feeling in, in what you're doing, what you're putting your own hand to, which we in our society are very disconnected from anymore, which is doing, like growing our own food. I mean, many of the students, how many kids have we talked about with, and we know this is not an odd thing, people are so disconnected from the meat that they eat. Mm-hmm. Whenever that conversation is, it brings the livestock, the live animal, mm-hmm. to the butchering, and then to the eating of that, it's almost like this, visible body re- or the physical reaction you see in the person you're like i thought it just came in a package yeah like you do know that that animal that meat that you love so much came from a live animal that had to be slaughtered that's not what? a made-up thing that occurs oh and you know we're just disconnected from our food as we know there's plenty of sources out there that would talk about that but um i i got this interest in kind of being more connected with that that stuff and, and one did. of those easiest way is to grow some vegetables right and suddenly it just took off i was and very you're proud interested of your in garden mm-hmm. and we just had some lettuce from it the other day we did it, it was, was just... really good yes yes it was delicious so back to the point so you have found a love and a passion for gardening you love to mountain bike what else do you love to do honey oh um you're a really good painter i mean i wouldn't say that's your passion but you've been well you've been working on the chairs downstairs that's the oddest thing to say. I'm a really good painter. You are a really good painter. Of she's furniture. T- she's talking about painting, walls. like painting walls. Not, not canvases. No. No, but that's kind of a thing that you've been working on for a while just because our schedule's crazy. But mm-hmm. you've been doing a really good job with that. Um, yeah, I would I not say that's off. any just way my passion or desire is to paint. <laughs> that, uh. What else? What else? I like to run. 
I got into that several years ago. So I like to run. I wouldn't say I've had a ton of hobbies because I think part of my thing is, again, I homeschooled for seven years. So I just poured myself into homeschooling. But I do love to read. I love to run. I'm a good artist. I just need to get back to that. I'm good at drawing. Painting's okay. But, but I wouldn't say that's a... And it's not a hobby or a passion. Years. I'm saying I should pick it back up. That was my point. Because mm. I have natural talent at that. I love soccer. I figured that out later in life. I that one. That was right yeah. in my face. And then I love cooking. Mm-hmm. And kind of along the, the lines of uh, sustainability and doing and creating. Even I'll get into things like you know kimchi making and kombucha. And as I've talked about before now roasting my own coffee beans so that kind of stuff is connection with the food but also creating in that way um if 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 there's any canvas that i work on it's something that it's the canvas of life it's the canvas of food and consumables i would say because it's three times a day we get hungry usually Hmm. and three times a day we satisfy that hunger and so the opportunity to create consume and learn from food happens quite a bit whereas with a lot of other things like you mentioned painting or construct not construction but carpentry i would love to get better at carpentry skills but um i just have never my dad really wasn't that handy with that sort of thing he could do his own stuff but we i just never learned that from him so i have no background of hanging around somebody who taught me that stuff and never really picked it up or had a job that i needed to know it so i know basic stuff and I'm certainly... You did build a girl's bunk bed. Well, yeah. Like, I can learn from that. I, I'm, I'm well enough to do it. But I just don't have the skills and the knowledge or the passion, really, to be a carpenter. Mm-hmm. But it's good stuff to know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, you've done a much better job at finding your own individual things than I have. You have more of um, a wide variety of interests than I do. I think I'm still trying to figure mine out or... Well, now I have podcasting that keeps me busy. Podcasting and social media have taken over my world now. Yeah. And I've thrown myself into that. And I I actually have really been enjoying that. That's good. Coming up with content and creating and connecting. You created a third job for yourself. Connecting with people. What's the, what's the second one? The first job is raising kids. Right. The second job is raising kids at a boarding school. Oh. <laughs> they kind of go hand in hand. But we believe, yes. remember, I'm reminding us as well. That our first primary job is to raise our kids. That's the most important thing we can do while we're in this stage of life. And so after that job, that's a primary one. The secondary one is our, our job at the boarding school. But the third one then is for you. And I have my own kind of, but you have been really just hammering away at this um, podcast and working very hard. I'm proud of you. Thanks, honey. You're welcome. Hmm. Hmm. So for anybody out there who is not sure what they want to do, just try something. Try, pick up painting. Go to a class. Go, you know, if, if, if you like to watch TV or, you know, you're a Netflix fan or whatever, what do you find yourself gravitating towards? And maybe pick up something in that, that arena, whether it's home decor or cooking or I have no idea, cake making. Some people, it's video gaming. Who knows? Yeah, video gaming. But find something that brings you joy, that lights you up when you talk to other people about it. What lights you up? And that is your passion and go for that. And if you can figure out how to monetize it, hey, even better. Do do a side hustle or make it your full-time thing if you can. But um, be comfortable in your individuality within your relationship. 
and your marriage and then also you know really enjoy that time where you come back together and, and do things together and explore together and really you know find that oneness with each other as the years pass because you'll definitely enjoy those things together mm-hmm. and share each other's individual passions with one another you know and I know I've I've read before that you know baby it's not the the wife's particular interest or maybe the husband's particular interest but they do what the spouse's interest is just to spend time with them mm-hmm. and I think that's great yeah. and then they start to develop that interest as well but even if they're never as passionate about it they just do it to be together and I think that's that's lovely yeah and I would encourage you without you know falling into the trap of of saying that everyone needs to be like me or how I think the world is or you know our uh the pastor yesterday at church was talking about kind of like the Myers-Briggs mm. personality test and some of the other one disc and things. And, um, he said, I, I, at the 50 points that you, this one test I took, you can have 50 different data points or personality points or whatever that described who you were. And he said, of all those 50, I narrowed down the, the top three personality traits. Oh, I, yeah. And guess what they were? And a couple people guessed I was about to say it, but he's like, they were mine. They were my personality traits. <laughs> and his whole point was we tend to want people to be like us. But really in life, we don't want that. Life would be pretty boring if we were all the same. Oh, yes. It would be like something out of a Dr. Seuss book in a bad way where everyone's the same and no one's different. And so we need to celebrate those differences. So I, I, I say this with caution because just because I'm a doer and like to go experience things and adventure, I'm not just trying to say that everyone else should be like that because that's how I am. But I would encourage you that if you're thinking of something you'd like to try, because you mentioned Netflix or you know watching things, and th- that's great, and that can be a, definitely a I don't shared mean that, experience. I didn't mean that as in like that should be your thing. I mean, when you do that thing... What are you? What are you clicking on? What are your highest uh, interest? Like interests when you do watch? Of, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. I would just encourage anyone listening to get out there and have an active role in that interest. Maybe. Oh yes, absolutely. And so for some people, we know couples who they like really have a love for movies mm-hmm. and they watch them together. But that is an activity that they're actively involved in together. Mm-hmm. That that you know kind of makes sense. But um, I, there's enough people sitting – we know that we're all drawn to moments of relaxation where we just veg out on the couch and watch television. And that's very easy to do. But So I guess the warning is to just really look for the opportunities to get you out, get you active, get you outdoors. Creative I mean, juices flowing. That's right. The amount of research that is connected with like being out in nature and around nature, even by a window, um, looking into nature for school children or workers mm-hmm. – um, office people is incredible. So we know that that just entices your senses a lot of times. Yes. Get you like moving and inspired. motivated and inspired, mm-hmm. even in ways that you couldn't quantify. Yeah. It just happens. Get out so. there and create and and find something new and a new love, a new passion and get your partner involved if you want or not. Sometimes I'll say I'm going on a run. You're like, do you want me to come? I'm like, no, not really. Not really. <laughs> not really, because it's my thing I like to do on my own. Mm-hmm. And I like to put my music in, and I just like to go and be by myself and have my own thoughts. And sometimes we do do it together, and you'll talk most of the time because you run faster and I can't breathe. 
But <laughs> yeah, there's times when I just do just want to be by myself and do my own thing. And you totally respect that. And you do your own thing. Yeah. Our good friend, Sal, if I ran, if I run with him, I'm the opposite. Like I'm you in that situation. I'm like, Sal will ask these deep questions while we're running. So tell me what you think about the current state of affairs in America. And I'm like, he does not actually ask that question, but (laughs) I'd be like, because Sal's very fit and very fast and good runner. We love you, Sal. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I'm like, uh, we'll talk about this later. See, that's that's me with you. (laughs) Well, but like Joe and I, we talk about because Joe will run with us sometimes. He's ran with Sal before. And he's like, you just got to ask him open-ended questions that he can carry the conversation. <laughs> um, so and when he asked something like that, was, well, I don't know. Tell me what you think. <laughs> Tell me every part of what you think about that. Oh, Sal. But there's been times I've ran with him and said, I, dude, I cannot talk about this right now. <laughs> I have a wonderful memory with Sal since we've brought him up of running with Sal mm-hmm. when we were all vacationing together in Hawaii. That's right. And we forgot the keys, right? No. Or I we think forgot where we parked the, the car? The hike that we did was... We've so already there's forgotten parts, part of it. This is Oahu. So on Oahu, there's parts that are very arid. It's almost like whatever... I don't know if it's southern facing or, or... There's hillsides that get like almost no rain. Even in though most of Hawaii gets rained on every day at some point. A lot of parts. And it's very tropical. Mm-hmm. There are parts that, for whatever reason, I guess wind patterns or whatnot, they get almost no rain. And so we were doing a hike over top of it, overlooked the ocean. It was beautiful. It was very arid, though, and very hot. And where we started, it was very poorly marked where the trail went. And we kind of followed some people. And it was a cool trail, funky and all this. And we actually found these old World War II pillboxes. Yes. Which are like machine gun nests. Yes, we have pictures. Up. Yeah, and it was it was pretty neat. But where we finally came out at, it was much further than what we thought. Yeah. It was very hot and very warm. I mean, yes. it wasn't... But, but we, we were, needed the cars. We were nowhere near the cars. We were with the young kids. And so we, we came out basically to this neighborhood area and we're like, well, we're nowhere near our start point. We did not loop back around. Right. But we kind of knew where we were. And so... You and Sal were like, well, we'll run. we'll run back. Yeah. And Melissa and I are like, we'll take care of the kids. Yep. I wanted and to so, get a run in anyway because you know how I mean, you really never, I mean, at least for me, when my, my schedule is packed, that's when I like cram in a run and I get it done, like check everything off. But when it's vacation time, that is the hardest time to work out. The point being, I wanted to get a run in. Sal's a great runner. I was like, let's run, Sal. And you guys did. And God bless Sal. You know, he went, I'm not slow, but. I mean, for him, I'm slow, but he went my speed, and we just had a lovely chat running three miles in Hawaii. That's right. One of my favorite memories. Yay. Yay. And when she says she's not slow, quote unquote, you you run pretty fast. I do, but not compared to six-foot men who are Hmm. extremely athletic. True, true. You just make me feel like a turtle. (laughs) That was a fun, fun trip. It was but a fun trip. I would say um, to put a cap on some of the stuff we're talking about, it's also very important that you as the spouse, the other side of the relationship, allows for this stuff to occur. Yes, And yes, encourages yes. it as well. Um, there's just times where you're going to not do things together, that you want to do things on your own, that you like it that way. And being cool with that at, in a relationship is so important. Um, you know, kind of checking in, seeing if they want you involved a little bit more or not. And then kind of reading that or just coming out and talking about 
hey, is this something you want me to get involved in? Were you expecting that? Because I think the unexpected expectation, when, no, that's not right. Unexpected expectations. <laughs> mm. That sounds Unspoken like a book title. Unspoken expectations. Okay, like, yeah. I got into this thinking that you would like it too. Well, that that's not fair. Um, right. That, that's assuming that somebody was just going to like something because you did. And so that's not fair either. But just talking about that stuff I think is important and get into... And I think also being fine having your own friends. Like we are super blessed and super lucky that most of our friends, I mean, they are couples. So we are friends together mm-hmm. with them both. We like, like the, the man We're and also woman. like yeah. best friends. You're the best friends with the guys and I'm best friends with the females. And then like we go off and do, I go off and do my things with my girlfriends. You go off and do your things with your guy friends and nobody's like, oh, but I wasn't invited or yeah, weird. Um, we just all love spending time together. Yeah. And, so I, and we're very that's special. We're but there are times where a lot of people, and before we came to the school, um, there was definitely relationships. It was more like a work relationship. So right. I was friends with a guy and his wife was fine, but we just didn't have, we had no connection with her really, right. except right. through right. The, the shared friendship of, of that guy. Or, and you had girlfriends like that too. Right. So, so the point of today is get out there. Learn, grow, find a passion, find a hobby, do your thing on your own. Allow each other to do it. Yes, and then come together and rock that as well and enjoy your time together. That's right. Yeah, so I think that's all I've got today. Unless you have anything else, honey. I don't. Um, I encourage everybody to enjoy the Memorial Day weekend. Be careful. Um, Barbecue some good grilled meats. Barbecue safely. That's right. (laughs) Be mindful of the fire. Notice I said barbecued good grilled meats. Mm-hmm. My my one friend Mark, he um he well, my one friend Mark is one of my best friends, but he talks about um his one friend years ago. Larry. We don't know. I don't know what his name is. And he, he talked about it. he was kind of a sharp guy, but they went out to eat one time and he there was a nice restaurant and he said very kindly, Excuse me, but what is the main animal in this dish? <laughs> And so Mark told me about this. He just always thought it was funny. And we've shared that joke ever since we've been what friends, the which main has been over be? a decade. What, what will the main animal be? So with Mark and Shauna, we always get together with them. And we talk about what, what's the animal that we're going to have. Yes. And then we base everything we're off. We're carnivores. We, they are great friends uh, for many reasons. But one of the things we love about them is when we're going to hang out, there's like no expectations for to bring food or to have the right food or whatever. It is like, what do you have in your fridge? What do we have in our fridge? What can we put together? And and we have amazing food well, see, and off of what we throw together. And that's another lovely thing about part of what we're talking about because it's not Shauna and I as the women who talk about the food because if people haven't been listening by now, nope. you're the food guy. Mm-hmm. You and Shauna talk about the food. And Mark and I are the people who come at the end of everything and we are the cleanup crew. Well, I will do the dishes help, and he loads the dishwasher. Stuff, I'll things. help prep, but you guys like mm-hmm. figure out the food. And I just wanted to go on record that I'm so thankful that you figure out the food. You feed us. You feed America, honey. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we've got today. And we hope you guys have a great week. Have a great Memorial Day holiday. And we will catch you next Monday. All right. Peace.